Hello and welcome to the Average Golf Society podcast, the podcast for every shanker, every bandit, every high handicapper, low handicapper, social golfer. Basically, if you like golf, if you can swing a golf club and you like two guys talking about golf, then this podcast is for you. As always, I'm joined by my main man, Rob. How you doing this evening, buddy? Yeah, good. Thanks, man. I think all of our listeners ticked all those boxes there until the end bit where he said, if you like listening to us too. And then the- <laughs> yeah. Worst bit. Def- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just fast forward our bits. Yeah. yeah probably. Yeah. So, so if you Rob- want to hear tonight's guest, just skip ahead to minute number. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, Rob, yeah. have you played any golf? Yes, I have. You know I have as well. Because you played with me. A Brett I do. Golf Club. First time the society's played at Brett Vale. Yeah. Yeah. I was blown away. I thought I was that was not what I was expecting in the slightest. Um I just thought it was gonna be I don't know, I, I had reservations about it and I looked on their website at the pictures and I was a bit meh. But then yeah. when I got there, totally different and I was super impressed. Um I was impressed just by the the staff and stuff and how friendly they were and how welcoming yeah. they were. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, so uh, how did you play, Rob? Yeah, so it was, you know, it was really heavy on the back nine and not so quite so good on the front. You know, I just I had such a poor start. I blobbed the first two, I think. Um, and then just everything came together on the back nine. I don't know why. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just started... You know when you just sort of sometimes you're having a shit round, you just sort of let go and you think, you know, I'm not that bothered anymore. And then suddenly yeah. you start playing better. You know, you're more relaxed, you're more fluid. I think it was yeah. one of those rounds. <laughs> I, I think I think sometimes when you you have that I don't give a fuck anymore attitude when you're playing, it does go either one of two ways. It can either yeah, go yeah. you can start playing really well, or you, yeah. you're just going to start playing like a complete and utter fool. Mm. So. Um, I tell you when I started really playing well, and that's I don't know what hole we did the longest drive on. Um, I want to say it was like eleven or twelve or something like that. Yeah. But um, but I I wasn't hitting my driver well all day, and then on that particular hole, I absolutely smashed it. You know, right down the middle. Yeah. Um, ended up going on to win longest drive, um, mm-hmm. and then from then on, I was a little bit more confident in my step. I think, and yeah. um, I was just in a happier place, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Just hit the ball nicer. Yeah, it was good. Nice, mate. Nice. Very well. You well talk, talk me through your performance. How'd you get on? Uh, well, I blocked the first hole because I had a shit drive and um, just hit some trees, trying to get out of the trees. But then after that, I played really well. Like, um, I think I bogeyed the next hole, but I just lipped out for a par. But then the neck, the third hole, um, I parred, which is like the second hardest hole on the course. Yeah, um, yeah. So people who don't know Brett Valley, it's set, it's actually, Brett Vale, sorry, it's actually set in a valley. So there's lots of hills, lots of up and down. And like I said at the start, the pictures don't do the course justice on the website. It's You have to go there and, and see it and experience it. And it's just blown. It's so good. Yeah, um, I tell you what else doesn't really work. And that's the, the, the whole 19 and things like that, you know, the, the top down view that you see from satellite. Yeah. Because you don't see the the scale of the, you know, the heights and things, the le- no. elevations. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I played 
I got a 16 on the front nine. Um, I think I got. Uh, did a can't remember now. 13 on the back, so I was a bit. Mm-hmm. I just lipped out for so many putts again, and I need to have a lesson about putting. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I was just. I had a bit of confidence when we played the other week with my driver. Um, and I was just hearing my driver so well at points. But then sometimes yeah. I was, you know, I got to like a really long hole and I thought, right, I've got to knock seven bells of shit out of this. <laughs> and instead I just like, like just goes like a banana. But then yep. I take my provisional out, do exactly what I've done on the other holes. And I hit it further than what I do on a spoon when I go for full lever. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I was playing with a guy who I'd consider a, a big hitter and I was out driving him on every hole. Really? So I was just like, wow, something's really working for me at the moment, nice. which is really unusual. Oh, I want to play uh, with you. It's been a while since we played together, actually. Yeah, it is, mate. I think See how you come fi- on. Yeah, I think we're going to have to fix the next ones we actually play together. <laughs> it helps when I'm the captain on the one dishing out the scorecards. So. It does, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was... I loved Brett Vale. I thought it was absolutely... The course was in amazing condition. Um, staff were ultra-friendly. Um, I mean, look, we even had people come around three times for drinks and food in their yeah. carts. We, we had a lady come around and she said, um, you know, do you want any food or drink in the cart? And, I, and, we, and she said, oh, I've just ran out of sausage rolls. And we were like, oh, no, we'd have loved a sausage roll. We'd have snapped them up. And she went, don't worry, I'll go back to the clubhouse and stick a few more in the oven. And what? sure enough, half an hour later, out the cart come with fresh hot, hot you know, they come no straight way. to us. Yeah, that's amazing. That is unbelievable. Um, I just, I just can't get over. Like I said, how in, good, in great condition that course was, and that's the first time I've been there. And I, like, I thought the members were really nice there as well. Like, quite nice and welcome, especially when you've got like a group of twenty-something blokes turn up that have never played on that course ever. Um, and the half time we didn't know where we were sort of trying to find the group in front of us hmm. uh, which I felt bad because they were playing off the whites the group in front of us and we, were, we weren't intentionally hitting up to them we were trying to hold back so they could get ahead of us a bit alright yeah, but we, yeah had, we, um, we were in the last group and there was two members playing behind us and obviously they were held yeah. up by a whole society in front of them but yeah. they weren't moaning about it they were really jolly you know and um, you know chatting to us and stuff it was really good yeah what was your favourite hole when you were there? Mm, to look at, it might have been the third hole, um, yeah. which is the one you talked about earlier. I didn't play the hole very well. Um, Dog leg right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's just an interesting hole, isn't it? I mean, you can yeah. go the green. It's not the sensible route, probably, but a lot of our group did it. Um, yeah, it's just an interesting hole. And I like holes that make you think a little bit. So that was a good one. That was a lot more of a narrow narrower course there's some do wrong there's some really open bits but some also really tight bits so there's a lot more having to go off the tee with an iron incidentally i spoke to tim and tim didn't get the big stick out very much at all he was hitting off you know hitting with an iron a lot of the time yeah um i tell he, you what also quite liked there's a couple of dinky par threes just like little hundred yeah. yard ones and I yeah. quite like that. It's a nice little challenge, um, <laughs> especially when because the greens were quite small. It was a small landing area to hit that. Um, yeah, that little green. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'd much prefer that to a two hundred yard par three than that. <laughs> yeah, me too. 
that was I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about that hole actually um so i went out in the first group with the handicaps guy who sorts out all the handicaps and a guy who we call bandit because he plays off a ridiculously high handicap um and he's not a bad golfer so that was the nearest to the pinhole as well so i he went first stuck it straight on the green lovely next one my man uh in he hit his shot he hit his short he duffed it basically well he didn't duff it he went to hit a free quarter pitch and wedge in it trying to toddle along me i tried to do the same i kind i went for the flag um because the the flag was tucked up to the left wallet behind a bunker yeah yeah and i and i I ended up going in the bunker so he was on there on nearest to the pinhole for that so then ian chipped on that ran through the green just part just off the green not far from the flag and i come out of my bunker shot went past the hole same as in not very far off the green as well so i'm there for two ian's there for two so ian goes first puts in puts in for a par really good putt so i look at how ian done his uh and i do exactly the same much to my we're like yes come on so then uh bandit gets up there for a birdie so come on birdie putt Parts it, sails it past. Like, come on then, this one in for a come on, this one in for a par. Sails that one past. So like, come on, don't walk off here with a free puck. You know, come on, get this one in. Parts that one, sails that one past as well. Bloody hell! He's on there for a birdie. Walks off with a four putt. Oh no! How far away <laughs> was he off for the for the birdie putt? Uh, is I would say ten foot, maybe. Really, that's insane. Maybe that's a bit, maybe a bit longer. I'm not sure, but he should have done better than that from there. I mean, like I know, I always say if I'm quite away, I'll be happy with a two part. Like get it near, get it in the dust, you know. And that's when I'm chipping off the green. Like there's a lot of chips I played there that um, I chipped on for. I was like getting a dustbin lid, and I did. Um, Nice, nice. It was in such awesome condition. I was well impressed by that. I'll tell you what, I played well. The bunkers, every bunker I went in, and I seem to go in a lot of greenside bunkers, I splashed out of them perfectly every time. Yeah. I was so happy with my bunker play. It was nice to go to a course where the bunkers are actually really good as well. Yeah, they'd actually been raked that yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. You don't see that on every course. There's actually um, some rakes in the bunkers as well on a few of them, which I, was, I quite liked. Nice to have a bunker back to, you know, look after them again. Definitely. Um, actually, I'll tell you what was my favourite hole to look at was the 11th, which was the one after that that par three nearest to pin. You teed up high and that kind yes, of green was going just a little brick run through it. That was a yeah. lovely hole. Really oh, nice. I played that hole so funny. I... I absolutely hooked my drive into the woods like miles into the woods probably 70 yards through the trees and i managed to find the ball and had to chip back out onto the fairway managed to just get through this tiny little gap to get through these trees and hit it back on a fairway then hit next one onto the green and then just patted him for par it was such (laughs) (laughs) nice like from my scorecard you'd think oh that was an easy hole but i went so wrong it was unbelievable i recovered in the way i did Oh, well done, mate. So, out of 10, Rob, what are we saying, given Brett Vale? Wow. I've been... Um, I don't know whether I need to rethink my scoring system. 
Because right, based okay. on some of the other courses where I've given like eights, this is a yeah. lot better. Like, yeah. like nine, you know, over nine. But then what do yeah. you give like if you ever played like not that I ever would Augusta? Is that is that on the same level? Do you know what I mean? Like see, should, should everything get shifted down a bit? See now you bar? you say that. I've been thinking the same. Do I put these famous courses in their own little bracket? So yeah. Like like Carnoustie, St Andrews, Augusta, like all of, but like Royal Birkdale, all these sort of courses. Do I put these in their own little bracket and then not put them in my rating system? Mm. Are you are you thinking that as well, or is that well, just me? Well, I, I was kind of thinking all the courses we regularly play, like like this, we rate in our normal way out of ten. So this will yeah. be high. It'll be nine. If we were yeah. to play Augusta, then we can go. Okay, that was fourteen out of ten. Do you know what I mean? That, that was yep. yeah, it was beyond the normal range of a golf course. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you're gonna say nine out of ten then? We say yeah, nine? I'll give it a nine. Why why nine out of ten? Give us a what do you think? Um Well there wasn't much wrong with it. It was, you know, good greens, good fairways, good staff, good layout, you know, it was good weather. <laughs> I know you can't really <laughs> throw that into the mix but um yeah I, I, it was hard to find fault um mm-hmm. and i i feel like you can't give something a 10 can you what are you gonna give it i'm gonna give it nine and the only thing i'm gonna say let it down was the fact that we didn't have any food because of covid mm-hmm. um obviously food doesn't make a round of golf but it part is part of the day mm-hmm. um sitting around and having a chat about about the older uh, round and whatnot mm. um but the staff like you said like staff super friendly members yeah. really nice uh of course in amazing condition you know so it's for me it's a nine on the basis that we didn't have any food i'm afraid i was i might otherwise... be completely wrong and i'm just going by what like i if i think in my head but i imagine if we went again and it was food it would be nice food <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, yeah I've got no basis well. for that whatsoever <laughs> it might be horrible yeah. I mean, I didn't. I don't eat the bacon sandwiches before we play, but um, they they did look pretty good as well. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. So, so I will say to any of our listeners, if you are from the kind of Essex Suffolk border or um, anywhere around there, and you never played Brett Vale, then you really should go and check it out. Um, yeah, it's reasonably definitely. priced as well. Um, yeah, for what it is. please do. Please do get please do go check it out because it was it's a tester of a course and I'm, i really enjoyed it i thought it was amazing if i lived closer that way i would probably look into getting membership there oh that is um high that's, praise that's a, indeed that, that's i know uh, i i cannot praise brett vale enough that was amazing oh and i said to our man who organizes our society i really do hope we carry on going there for the foreseeable because i've blown away by the difficulty and i think that that would overtake going back there that would take another regular spot off off of course i don't really like off if you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. Um, nice so that was Brett uh, Vale. yeah that is um can we just mention john rahm 66 foot part in the playoff <laughs> oh my days oh spanish hands my friend that was an amazing part it was, and it goes to show, you know, when you're on form, you're on form. Like, he's yeah. on fire. Um, yeah. 
yeah, he, he he is the man right now. Really is. Got to say, though, Dustin Johnson's putt before to force a playoff, man. 42-foot double breaker. Oh, that was yeah. a as well. <laughs> that is a putt off, that, but that was when you really compare the two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, just, yeah, I just absolutely love John Rahm's passion as well. Yeah. He fuck, you know, he's so proper up for it, if you know what I mean. He loves yeah. it. Yeah, wears his heart on his sleeve. He does. And, like... You know, I, I honestly think when Polter's time is up for the Ryder Cup, he is going to be the new postman. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I honestly do. I I really do think that he's going to be Mr. Passion of the Ryder Cup. And like, oh man, I could. I've got a really high praise for John Rahm anyway, because I think he's one of the best European golfers out there. Um, and in the world, especially, look, he's almost world number one. Mm. So, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The other thing I've got to say is that I am in the process of trying to sort out uh, a podcasters versus guests round of golf. All right, and who's in this one, Warren? You got lined it's, up. It is going to be you, me. Tim doesn't know, but Tim's going to be in it as well. All right. Um, it's going to be versus that Aussie guy, Mister Dan Frost. It's going to be Lloyd from One Putt Life, and it's going to be Kev from Golf Guy Reviews. Um, I've also wangled somebody else to play on the guests who's yet to be known because he's not been a guest yet, but he's going to be coming on and, uh, we're going to have one of the Shankers join us as well, hopefully. So we're going to have a bit of a two, two versus two versus two versus two. So, um, yeah, just sort of try to sort the logistics out. I'm going to set up a WhatsApp group for people as well. That is Mm -hmm. my, uh, another group chat in the WhatsApp. (laughs) <laughs> that's, what, that's what everybody needs in their life. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one. Yeah, exactly. Another one. Another one to mute while I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm in the process of sorting that out. But um, yeah. That's all cool. good. That's good. So, right. this week's guest, Warren, who have we got? We have got Emma Martin, who goes by the name on Instagram. Of, I'm taking my time because I'm trying to find it on my phone. What her name is on Instagram? It is Northern Golfer Girl. Um, I shan't say too much about what's going on in this chat, but uh, here's Emma. So this week we are joined by Emma Martin, who goes on Instagram by the name of Northern Golfer Girl. Um, how are you tonight, Emma? Yeah, not too bad. Can't complain. It's been a nice sunny day in Newcastle, so. Not the flash floods you've been having. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It has yeah, been a really sunny day here. It's just the last 10 minutes, which okay. was awful. Yeah, so Emma, we're going to ask you the same question that we asked all, I guess. How did you get into golf? Um, it was a bit of an accident, to be honest. I was working behind the bar at my golf club while I was at university. And obviously you talk to all the guys that come in and they're like, oh, I had a really good round today. And they mm. say all this stuff and you're like, I have no idea what you're on about. <laughs> Um, so I just decided to have a go and then got hooked ever since. Nice. So nice. did you have no interest in golf at all when you got a job behind the bar? Not really. Um, I mean, my grandparents played, but by the time I'd had the job behind the bar, they'd passed away mm, probably four or five years before. Mm. Um, so I, it's not really a, a situation that I grew up around or had any sort of involvement with until I worked at the golf club. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And what, what what club was that? Wickham. Wickham. Okay. Are you um are you a member there now? Yeah, I've been a member there since two thousand and eleven. That's when nice. I started. So I've only been a, a one club member. <laughs> <laughs> I take it you're still not behind the bar though. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I finished finished behind the bar a couple of years after. Um and then actually got my brother behind the bar. I was kind of hoping okay. he could start playing golf, but he's got no interest. <laughs> Are you ever in the clubhouse now and it's, you know, quite busy and they're like, oh, Emma, can you just get behind here for 10 minutes it's just funny, to help us know, out? They, do, they don't ask, but I'm always tempted to offer. Um, but it's quite nice being on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> sure it is. Yeah, definitely. Can't beat a good post-round pint. Oh, exactly. Whatever. <laughs> oh, delightful. Emma, we often, when we talk to people on the podcast, we talk about like their first round of golf and often we say that there's always this one special shot that you can always remember that sort of hooks you is there one for you um probably not for my first round of golf (laughs) um i remember a lot of top shots and a lot of thin shots Mm -hmm. Uh, but for me i was always quite a good um it's funny because i just posted about this about not focusing on how far you hit the ball but i was always quite a big hitter even when i didn't really play um, so for me, the most memorable one's probably taking my driver out on the second hole at Wickham. It's quite a short par four. Mm-hmm. But I just remember bombing it down there and was like, oh, I can hit a golf ball. Really? <laughs> 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 Do you still feel like that now when you hit a good a good drive? Um, funny. Well, my driver's not been so great, but when I hit a good one, it's like, yeah, that feeling just comes back and you're just like, right, I'm going to bomb it every time now. <laughs> I wonder if anyone ever gets bored of bombing a, a drive down the middle of the fairway. Oh, I bet they don't. Such right. a good feeling. <laughs> well, like, when you say you're bombing it, so like, what? Uh, how far are you bombing a golf ball ever? If I really, really catch one, I think the best one that I've recorded at Wickham was on a par five. I think I hit it about 240, 250. Um, but average, on like a an average day, is probably about 215. That's um, nice. It's very really good. Yeah. Getting there, I, and I was watching my swing the other day, and I'm like, I swing so slowly. So once I actually get the confidence to swing properly, just can't. Just need to get it. Do you know what you say that I had that the other day? Um, I posted a video of mine and Tim's swings, and I, when I do it, I feel like I swing so fast. Yeah. When I watch it, it just looks in slow motion. I know. And, mine does as well. And it's just like. I was looking at it and I kept watching it and watching it and watching it. I was like, how does that look so slow? Yet I feel like I'm absolutely swinging the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I can't get my head around that. I know, it blows my mind. And then I'm like, so for people like DJ, when you watch their swing, it looks really powerful. And you think, I wonder how fast that actually feels to him. <laughs> like, if ours feels really fast and we're going so slow. <laughs> mm. Well, I had, um, like, early on in the year, I had a, a swing thing put on my golf club to see how fast I swung it and let's say that I come up with I think 87 to 90 miles an hour and then I look at that video I was like no why am I swinging it that fast <laughs> no way there is no way in hell that, that is going that quick <laughs> so no um so what are you um what are you currently playing off then Emma currently playing off eight wow yeah awesome. I was uh, struggling for a bit I've had a couple of good rounds where I've played to sort of four and five um, but trying to do it consistently is where I'm struggling at the minute. <laughs> ah, eight, man. That's awesome. That, <laughs> that is. is good. It's good goal for that. How, how often do you play? So when I was at uni, I used to play like four or five times a week. Um, but now work has got really demanding since lockdown ended. 
Um, so I'm lucky if I get more than one game a week at the minute. Ideally, mm. I want to play two or three. Um, but That's we'll... every golfer's dream to play two or three times it's a week. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh... my dream to play three times a month, let alone three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> so I try and get out at least once a week. That's good. That's good. And do you sort of have a regular group or do you just sort of roll up and play with um, whoever's at the club? I'm probably one of the only ladies in the club that will float between everybody. Um, There are obviously some groups that go out together all the time, um, but I'm literally just shove my name down, see who plays with me and go that way. It's just easier. What's the ladies section like at your club? I love them. Like if it wasn't for them, I probably would have moved club like three times already. Um, Wow. Just because I've moved around a lot. I mean, even when I lived in Oxford, I stayed a member up north and just drove back for team matches and things like that. So that just tells you how good of a lady section they are. Um, yeah. Probably in the last couple of years, we've actually got a lot younger members. I was telling the girl I was playing with last week that we've got... I used to be the youngest member by about 20 years. Wow. Um, but now we've got a junior golfer um, who's really good. She plays off one or two, I think. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. She plays off one or two. Yeah. Yeah, she's really good. Shit, son. <laughs> <laughs> but her whole family, like, she comes from a golfing family. So, like, her granddad played for England. Um, her brother, not her brother, her, I don't work out how this would be related, uncle, I think, is a golf pro. Um, so, it's, it's one of those families where golf is life. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah she probably doesn't have a choice. Yeah, <laughs> but she's really good. She puts the time in, so good on her. Um and then we've got a couple of people sort of early 40s and sort of around that age, so not so far away from me now. So it's it's definitely getting there. Uh, so what's your dream? Do you want to get down to, you know, zero? Or um, are you happy where you are? You want to be a scratch golfer? I mean, I've set a target this year to get down to sort of five, and then <laughs> lockdown happened, and then yeah. now it's ridiculous. So I'd be happy to stay eight, maybe seven this year, and then work on it next year. Um, but I think it takes two maybe three years tops and i'll get down to scratch nice yeah. and do you play a lot of competitions and things yeah play loads got your name on many trophies on the wickham wall literally all of them apart from one i think oh look at wow. you wow that's <laughs> awesome yeah i was like every time you go in it's like look at my name um and there's one trophy that i've won nearly every year since i started playing golf it's just like the one that i really enjoy playing in i think i've really- i'm not I'm not going to lie, that smile where you were just telling us is like, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> not to brag or anything, but if you look at that trophy, that's my name's on it like five, six times. <laughs> oh, I want to see that. Take a picture and put it on your yeah. Instagram. <laughs> they should rename it the Emma Brown trophy or something like that. Emma Martin. Emma so, Martin. Sorry, I don't know why I'm Emma Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Emma Brown? Um, Oh, I don't know. She she's the previous guest, Rob. Don't worry, mate. She is. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's why up. I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> so um you are a um are you've been captain twice? Twice, ladies? yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So how how has it been captain of your your lady section of your club? To be fair, the first time was a lot different to this time. Um when I was first captain, I'd only been playing golf for like a year and a half, two years maybe. Um and I was only, what would I have been, 21, 22, so probably about 22. Wow, okay. So I was like the youngest in the county. Um, and it was like, if you've ever met me, you know that if I have, I'm quite logical and I've got always got like a sort of like a point to prove almost. Um, and as you know, lady sections, the generation tends to be quite old. 
Um, mm. so to change the way of thinking in a golf club that's thought the same way for a hundred years was really difficult. Um, and then this time when I was captain, my committee was a lot younger. Um, so I had some of the younger ladies on, um, and then obviously the more forward thinking older generation as well. So we managed to get quite a lot of things changed in the club for the ladies. Um, mm-hmm. so I thought it was oh, a really good year. Nice. So, yeah, it went so, really well. Can you give us examples of what you changed during your tenure? So traditionally at Wickham, Saturday has been men's day. Um, okay. We have a really unique situation at our golf club where on a Saturday, there's over 200 men play golf in a competition. So like you can imagine the tee times are rammed. Um, and women weren't allowed to play during those times. And I mean, the slots were taken from sort of 6 a.m. to like 3 p.m. So that's like an entire day where women couldn't play golf. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the first time I was captain, I fought to try and get us to at least have a couple of slots in that time so we could play at a normal time on a Saturday. And it always got rejected. And then last year when I was captain, we got it pushed through. So now we can actually play within the competition time and play our own competition. Nice. So really. It means now that people that work can actually play both days on a weekend rather than just mm, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was probably the biggest thing that we did. That's yeah, amazing. that's a it's a big ask to ask someone to be a member of a club, but they can't play one of the the, the key yeah. days of the week. Yeah. 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 Oh, well done. Good. Good for you, Emma. Yeah, it was tough, but we got there. Did that? Um, so, being a, a captain, did you find many people opposing your opinions and your like? You, like I say, you're quite a logical person. Like, yeah, opposing I mean, your logical views. The first time, yes, but it was just because I think of the age difference. Um, okay. I mean, one of the ladies at the club was like an old headmaster type, you know, and then yeah. her, it was her way or you were wrong. <laughs> um, so we butted heads quite a lot. But this time everyone was pretty, really, really supportive. I don't think, I, I, in fact, I don't think there was any decisions that I had a vote against, which was quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's been a couple of, couple of votes this year, because obviously I'm still on committee as a past captain couple of votes this year that have been a bit more had to fight for um but everyone's pretty forward thinking now which is nice to be part of so so talk so you said there's votes that have been tough like so what things are you voting on like you don't have to go into specifics if yeah. there's things you can't talk about but it's more like really boring stuff if you like <laughs> it's more to do with like our little bylaws like to do with like trophy competitions and things like that and the way that you know, trying to keep the section social but allow everybody to play when they want at the same time is quite difficult. Because okay. um, we aren't like a massive section, there's only probably like 30 ladies. Um, so we don't take up a lot of the day, if you like. Um, so it's just trying to balance tradition with flexibility at the same time. That's probably the biggest difficulty at the minute. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh... Do you do you find that some of the men like treat you like shit basically still at your golf clubs or are they? Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, I mean that in the nicest possible way. No, I way. know what you mean. No, exactly. we've been doing this for over a, well, yeah, well over a year now, and um, some of the ladies we've had have told us a few not pleasant stories about sort of sexism in, in their golf and, clubs and things. And it, I'll be honest with you, it has made me embarrassed to be a male at some point. Yeah. <laughs> like how they've been treated is disgraceful. I mean, to be fair, 99% of the membership at my club isn't like that, but you will always Fantastic. get some idiots that are just like, you know. Um, I've had one experience when 
it was when I first started and I was captain, um, so I was 22. And um, so the members have like a sweep on on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So anybody can play. Mm-hmm. But I was like, right, I'm going to play. I've got a day off. I'm going to roll up and I'm going to play. Paid my pound. And all the guys were like, well, I'm not playing with her. <laughs> I'm like, my handicap is lower than all of yours. Like, mm. why can't I play? Um, so luckily, there was a couple of guys there that really didn't care. So I went out first with them, kept up with everybody, and I actually ended up finishing third. So nice. it's, like, it's not a, a case of ability or speed or anything like that. It was just the fact that I was a woman. Um, and that was probably the one negative experience that I really had at the club. Um and I, to be honest, I've never actually gone back and done it just because the experience put me off. I mean, a lot of the guys who played in it then don't play in it now. Mm. Uh, I probably would play it again. And one of the girls now who's actually the captain now, she's my vice. Um, she's managed to play with like a lot of the guys and co- sort of changed the stigma around it. Um, mm-hmm. She's a very good player. Again, she she's quite a long hitter. So I think they're sort of more accepting now that actually we can play. Sure. I mean, when we play on a Saturday, it's the men that hold us up. Mm. <laughs> it's, like, mm-hmm. it's just so funny how they think just because we're women, we're slow players and things like that. And it's, yeah. like, it's got nothing to do with the fact that we're women. I mean, we've all got handicaps for a reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe judge it off that. Do you think those kind of views are a um, generational thing that will just Definitely. sort of die off eventually? I, I don't mean literally die off. Well, I kind of do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I think for clubs like mine, yes, definitely. Um, maybe the more long-standing traditional clubs mm-hmm. take a bit longer just because it seems to be instilled in them. I mean, it's crazy that Troon, this was the first women's open at Troon and yeah. there's so many men's and it's like, I was explaining, so obviously nobody in my family plays golf and I was saying to a couple of the girls, I was like, let me put it this way, the women are playing a major this week hardly getting broadcast on any of the channels because mm-hmm. the men's events on their major kitty is four and a half million look at this men's event that isn't a major and the kitty's like 12 million i mean mm-hmm. that just, it shows you like it, it's going to take time mm-hmm. uh, but yeah hopefully we bridge that gap and hopefully the older clubs like carnoustie and things like that and muirfield they will sort of gradually phase out that sort of you can't play here type thing we've said this before it's a chicken and egg thing you know they won't give you the um the prize money because you know you don't attract the tv ratings but then if they don't put you on tv so exactly. how can they get you know yeah, you have to try it to get it to work yeah yeah and um, i mean even if they just started with majors and solheim cups and things like that i mean and it's, it's impossible to see any of the lpga events on tv at the minute like anywhere um so even if they at least started with that i mean golf Ladies' golf awareness has grown a lot. It's sort of like women's football. I play a lot of football as well. So I've kind of gone through all this with both sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and the women's football is finally getting the recognition because BBC put the World Cup on. Yeah, and yeah. Someone needs to step up and just broadcast it. I think it would do great for women's golf if it got off Sky Sports and BBC picked it up and started showing all the women's majors and things. Yeah. I mean, it'd I do a world of good. I mean, I know I work for Sky, but I think what frustrates me with Sky is that they have so many different channels that they can broadcast on. Yeah. And this weekend, when they had the women's on, obviously the European tour on the PGA, instead of, they were broadcasting on three channels. Instead of picking a channel for each of the events, they broadcast the same event on all three channels. And it was just like, where's the logic? Like, just stick one on each channel and people can decide what they want to watch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that annoys me, but we'll see. 
So yeah, sorry, I didn't I didn't know you work for Sky. This yes. might be not even worth talking about. <laughs> do you do anything to do with golf? With no, that? unfortunately, I'm just um, just one of the engineers, so I put I install Sky and service the systems. Oh, okay, uh, that's fine. <laughs> I, I would love to work on the golf side, but <laughs> yeah, you have a word with Josh. I'm sure he'll hook you up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so um, I've lost my train of thought, Rob. Say a question quickly before I have a think. <laughs> this is why this is why I need to get my notebook and start making fucking notes and questions again. <laughs> Yeah. Um, this might be a question that you, you, you're not comfortable answering or whatever, but earlier you mentioned uh, your grandparents were into golf and obviously not, not with us anymore. Do you think yeah. that they'd be proud with sort of how far you've come and yeah. that kind of thing? I mean, when I when I was first captain, it was actually really, really emotional because um, mm. I looked at the senior captain's board and I didn't know this, but exactly 20 years earlier, my grandfather had been senior's captain. Oh, that's very um, nice. Oh, it, was, it was really sweet. And I was just like, oh, God. And um, like every time I won a trophy, my dad would just break down and be like, "Oh, your grandfather would be so proud." I was like, "Oh, for God's sake, dad!" Yeah, I, I am pretty gutted that he didn't get to see me sort of following his footsteps. Like he loved golf, mm. so I am kind of gutted I didn't pick it up earlier so he could sort of watch that progress of mine. But it's quite sweet. So his ashes are actually scattered around the 14th and 15th of my course. So mm. every time play that that sort of corner it's quite nice to sort of yeah he's still here so nice do you ever feel like you play those two holes a bit better than you would the others (laughs) you know (laughs) a little bit of uh, magic coming did did he give you a look today i was like no i played it the worst i've ever played it (laughs) but um no to be fair like the 14th was our second hardest hole i can't remember what the index is now um but the 15th is probably like the nicest hole at wickham like if you ask members they probably say yeah the 15th um and as long as you get your drive away, it's quite a, an all right hole, but it's you have to play it right. So I like the fact you have to think it, but it's either a, a, a par or a, a double bogey. <laughs> there is no in between. Grandad, come on, man, help me out. All right. <laughs> <I'll> girl out. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Love it. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. That's I'm sure he'd be very proud of what you've done for your golf club as well, especially, like you said, pushing through things. That are, yeah. I'd make anyone proud that would Emma. So, thank you. Um, so I see that you try and get your partner into playing golf. Yeah. How, how is she faring? <laughs> you know what? She she hits the ball really well. I mean, we we played like this little game at a driving range like last week. It was just like a points game. You know, we score like five, ten, twenty, whatever. And um, I I started off all right, but then I started having the shanks, and it was really embarrassing because you know I'm the golfer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was getting really, really frustrated. And then she walks up and hits three, like straight down the middle, scores all these points. And it's just like, I thought you were the golfer. And I'm just like, oh, no, I can't deal with this. <laughs> so uh, she's one of those people that's really good at everything, but she's a really bad winner. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, I would give you like little tips to make you even better, but I can't deal with this. <laughs> but uh, no, she, yeah, I, I would love to. Is she, is she listening to this while you're recording? No, no, no. She's actually still down south, but I'm sure she'll listen to the podcast afterwards. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nice. So, um, obviously, like, you have a, a girlfriend and stuff. Yep. Like, how have you found it being gay in golf and stuff? You know what? It's actually never been an issue. Um, awesome. I actually came out while I was still playing, like, just after I'd started playing golf. So, like, I haven't always been out. Um, <laughs> so when I started playing golf... You know what ladies are like, oh, have you got a boyfriend? You know, how's things going? I'm just like, oh, yeah, I've got a boyfriend. And at the time, I had a girlfriend. 
And then um, it was actually with my current partner was when I actually came out. I was like, right, this is actually going somewhere. Um, <laughs> probably should tell people now. Because, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I post all these pictures and stuff. And I was like, well, maybe they'll get the point and they'll just figure it out themselves. Um, mm. And I mean, to be fair, when I did eventually tell people, it was like, yeah, we knew. And I'm like, okay, that makes things a lot easier. Why did you tell me you knew? <laughs> <laughs> I like, like, I've been living in fear for the last six months <laughs> but no everyone was really supportive and, and to be fair everybody at the golf club like didn't even blink they were just like okay and mm-hmm. um so that was really nice um and I've never I've actually come across more people that have an issue with me being a woman more than I have with the fact that I'm gay which is really bizarre um but yeah I mean I think I was quite lucky in the fact that when I joined the club, there was already a gay woman there. Um, and she was quite young as well. I think when I joined, she was probably early 30s. Um, mm-hmm. And she was very out and everybody knew. So that sort of made it a bit easier because they'd already been around that sort of environment, if you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't so hard. So I already knew they were accepting of that. Um, it was more just like family and stuff where the, where the, where the fear came in. Um, but yeah, no, I've never had any issues with it. Um, absolutely awesome to hear that yeah and do you think your girlfriend will persist with golf and get into it properly or is it just a little she only did it because you wanted to yeah I think she's got more of an issue with the cost of it and I've always told her like it's not really that expensive like you can have my old clubs I've got like two sets here Mm -hmm. Um, that won't cost anything it's more the membership fees which for a new member can be quite a lot of money if you don't know if you're going to play it a lot Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd probably I'd try and persuade her to do like a pay and play thing where she can at least play on a course and see if sure. she does like it um, and if she gets the bug there'd be no stopping her <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like nice. rough around the course <laughs> oh, that's awesome man that's yeah. awesome. Do, you, do you think that um, uh, well, how to put it like people that needs to be a bit more embraced in golf like yeah people are gay just fucking get on with it sort of thing or do you think it's not an issue sort of thing i don't really think it's an issue i think golf more than any sport you focus on the game rather than the people behind the game i mean yeah yeah. you look at like football and stuff and there's always like a drama around the players and there's like (laughs) you know about all their lives and then you look at golfers and to be honest you don't really know much about their life like they're not really investigated if you like um Mm. as much as other sports which i think is great because everyone deserves a private life um and i was saying earlier like the only gay golfer that i know of is mel reed and she only came up what two three years ago Mm -hmm. like in my head i'm like are there more that just don't want to come out or is it just that everybody else is straight and i mean Mm -hmm. in my head considering how many pro golfers there are in the world there must be more that just Mm -hmm. don't bring it like bring any attention to it so uh-huh. it would be nice if more people came out and like sort of got talked about a little bit more so that people could see you know what there are gay golfers you know there's not like they can still golf um, yeah. and at the same time it's kind of like nobody's really pushing pushing it so mm. i guess the other thing is um golf's much more of an individual sport is it? it's not a team game yeah. where you have yeah. to sort of tell your teammates so that they you know you build that trust and you know it's, it's all about you and if if you don't want to tell people you know don't tell people it doesn't exactly. change anything yeah yeah it's a weird mm. one no it's awesome almost like people just 
almost either don't think about it or just accept it face value. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those. It'd be interesting to see how many people actually think about it and if people wonder if like players are. I mean, probably shouldn't say this, but I always watch football and wonder if they are. Like, it's quite a weird one, football, because there are so many straight players and so many gay players in the women's game that it's like, it's it's quite funny. Like, we watch an England match, we're like, are they gay or not? And um, mm. they don't really do the same with golf. It's weird. I think it's just mm. you that everyone's straight, which is bizarre. <laughs> well, I'm glad that everyone at your golf club is accepting and happy. Mom, that's, that's baby smile. I'm happy with that. <laughs> Your golf club sounds like such a nice place. The people sound really, the members sound awesome. They are so friendly. I mean, it helps being up in the north. Like, everybody up here is friendly anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're ourselves down here, South. God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't. I've lived half my life in the South, so I can't really complain. But, um, yeah, I mean, I love my club. I love all the members at my club. And, like, just everybody's so friendly. Like, even mm-hmm. if you don't know them, they'll say hi. Um and you, probably, you might have seen the drone footage on the club's on the club's Instagram. It's just a beautiful course as well. I know I'm biased, but I love it. Nah, mate, you, you're lucky in a nice area up there. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. it's always nice to play a good-looking course, isn't it? I, I love that. Yeah, even if it's not that fun to play, but if you see some nice views while you're up there and things, yeah, it's, it's yeah. lovely. Yeah. I think it's turned me into a bit of a golf stop though. So, like, I'm playing <laughs> horses and I'm like, nah, it's not up to my standards. <laughs> Already? Yeah. Honestly, it's terrible. Where so does what... um, Wickham sort of rank in the country, would you say? Is it. Well, that's top... hard to say. I, I, to be honest, you know what? Until sort of the last couple of years, I haven't really played that many courses outside of Wickham. Hmm. Um, other than like in county things um, and team things. So. Probably, you know what, the pro-am that I played a few weeks back with um, Ash and obviously Alice and all that lot, yeah. was the first time I played a course outside of the Northeast. Um, so I probably wouldn't be able to say, but I would rank it top 100, easy. <laughs> but I am biased. <laughs> Number one. Oh, it's nice that you, you, you played several different courses, but it's still your, your home course, it's still oh, your yeah, favourite. I like that, yeah. yeah. That's, that's pleasant, yeah. Um, have you got any obviously you played Ashley's thing pro-am yes have you got any other plans to play around the country with other golfers um, so actually today I was supposed to be playing in Teesside and Manchester but woke up this morning with a bit of a sore throat and not feeling so great um, and obviously with everything that's going on I didn't want to risk anything um, so that'll have been postponed so I've still got to go to Teesside and play with Penny and oh, then, Papa. yeah and then across to Manchester to play with Sinead and Polly, who are like beginner golfers. Um, probably know them better as Average Gal Golf um, and Golf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, follow her as well, yeah. Yeah, so hoping to head over there as well. Um, and then obviously you'll have seen on my stories that there are so many people in the South. <laughs> so I'll have to go down and plan like a week, I think, maybe two, to sort of see everybody down there. Um, but I'll probably be next year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm quite happy to sort of travel around and meet everybody. So it's been quite fun. We were going to do that this summer. We were going to drive around for a bit, weren't we? One and then it never really happened. So maybe yeah. next year. <laughs> we were going to have a week off and sort of like just travel around and go to different courses and stuff yeah. and meet some of our um, people we've had on and, and stuff. But it didn't kind of materialise really. Yeah. We met 
I mean, we met Shane last year, didn't we? Um, golfing on the daily. Went down and went and saw him. That was, was funny. A, that was as a good day. That was a good laugh. Yeah. Um, and Tim kind of come with us. He's like our cheerleader. So. <laughs> no, um, it's been good fun. It's been nice to play different courses and sort of put like faces to the names of people I've been talking to. Yeah. So yeah, it's been really enjoyable. So if you've got, you say you've got, uh, you put Wickham quite high up there. Like, so what is your top five dream courses? That play, played, in, this, in this country that, they, that, they, that you want that you'd like to play okay I would love to play Wentworth yeah and I would this country be in England or can I include Scotland in this list I mean, oh Great Britain okay cool so then probably also you know what I really want to try is Dunbarney you know that new one up in Scotland Yep, that looks oh really nice. So expensive to play. I already looked into it. <laughs> um, I'd love to play Glen Eagles, the PGA, just because I watched the Solheim on there and it was just mm-hmm. immaculate and looked unreal. So that's three. You should have spoke to Ashley about that because he too, he was there taking all the photos. Yeah, stuff. I know. Yeah, he told me when I first started talking to him. Um, I've already played Close House, so I'm not going to put that on my list. What was that like? It was nice. Really good. I, I, to be honest, I didn't realise how young a course it was. Um, so it's only been established for nine years, and it's ridiculously nice for considering how young it is. Um, I'd probably want to play Turnbury because I watched the Women's Open there when it was there a few years back. Yeah. It's it quite, quite spectacular. And then I would also probably want to play Centurion down in London. Yeah, that looks a really nice course that Centurion yeah. does. So that, Very- <laughs> it's quite it's quite exclusive, I think, at Centurion, though, isn't it? Yeah. They were supposed to have a women's event there this year, um, but obviously it got cancelled because of COVID, which is annoying, so I was going to go watch it. Um, but maybe in the future. Yeah, maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. Um, you're always welcome to play me and Rob down in uh, either Suffolk or Essex, although by the sounds like you'd kick our asses to be just <laughs> Hey, I have off days. <laughs> <laughs> Every day's an off day for us, Emma. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He'd be more than welcome. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, what are your plans for the rest of the year then, Emma? Oh, work. I <laughs> <laughs> um, feel like that's all I do at the minute, but no, I've got got a couple of weeks off sort of between now and Christmas, so probably probably get in some of those games, maybe up the north, um, and then see how much time I've got left to see if I can come further south and do a couple of games down there. But other than that, no real big plans. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Sounds good. Well, um, Ashley did say he's going to have another pro-am yeah. this year or next year. Yeah. So I think we'll we're going to try and head to that. Yeah, be we, good. If we can. I mean, it was a really good event, to be fair. It was just, um, it was quite amazing, actually, because I didn't, like, obviously, Ashley's a disabled golfer, which is awesome in its own right. Um, but there was um, a couple of like golfers there that obviously I don't know how to say this without sounding like obviously people that look more disabled than others because you know obviously Ash has got like the joints yeah it's <laughs> not an obvious disability sure um, so there was like a guy there that only had one leg and I mean he was hitting the ball and I'm like he swings better on one leg than I do with two and it was just like it really hit home that anybody can play golf and it was just like it was so nice to watch and be part of um, mm. yeah, it really was a great event. Nice. 
Nice. Oh, next, wish next one we were, Yeah, next one we're definitely. I think we should go, Rob. Like yeah, I yeah, did yeah. say, we should go. Yeah. Um, maybe record a live podcast or something. That'd be a good one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Do. I'd like that. You should do like an encore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> we tried to do that when we done with Shane. It just ended up being a bit of a shambles. <laughs> just take, they just end up taking the piss out of Tim the whole way around. <laughs> um, it wasn't broadcastable. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, so I know you're a listener of our podcast, Emma. So the next yeah. two questions are kind of, you know what the answers are. So uh, the sub questions, the first question is, uh, what kind of music are you into, Emma? Oh, God, music. It really, really depends on my mood. And then, so, so like the last couple of weeks, I've actually really been into like the music that I was into when I was like 13, which is so, it's like a throwback. So like old school Christina Aguilera and like Evanescence, just like mixing it up, man. <laughs> Don't shake your head at me, I was 13. Yeah, but you're listening to it as a grown woman. Yeah, but <laughs> Warren, I'm going to put my hand up here. No, Warren. not that one. That's <laughs> that. That's that. Album after that one. The album after that one. <laughs> I was giving my daughter a bath the other day, and I put some Evanescence on. Yes. To to, to rock out to. I was trying to get to headbang. Uh, I was embarrassed because you say to rock out to. It's like you can't rock out to Evanescence. No, but you well, can. I didn't want anything too scary. Out you know? while you're driving down the M1. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I do yeah, on my right. car journeys is just. Belt our songs. <laughs> so when we it's ask like, you what song would get you pumped up for golf, you're not going to say Christina Aguilera, are you? Oh, no. Please, <laughs> please, please, no. I'm trying to think. What do I, I went through a phase of listening to music before I started around, and I can't remember what I had on the playlist. Bye. I actually don't remember. Oh, Emma. I know, I'm such a letdown. Have a nice long think, and we'll edit out the pause. <laughs> Just so that we get a good answer. No, I honestly can't remember. It would just be like, um... oh, honestly. Okay, we'll put you down for Genie in the Bottle then. No! No, <laughs> you can't do that to me. It would have just been like whatever was like one of the top songs of the week that week. Because it's mm. one of those things where you like play it over and over. It's probably something like Lady Marmalade. No. Your Recently, people. come on. It would have been things like The Weeknd and stuff like that. I don't listen to modern music. I don't well, know anything about that. <laughs> Such a like... snob. Oh, I don't listen to modern music. I just don't. <laughs> just don't. It's awful. It's all crap. To be fair, 99% of it is absolute rubbish. Uh, I mean, like, I don't listen to Radio 1 anymore. I feel like it's just too too much. Like, yeah. good old Radio 2 on for me. I'm all right. Oh my god, what are you, 60? <laughs> Oi. I'm quite... <laughs> I'm... I listen to that. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> if it's not that, it's classic FM in my car. <laughs> I'm not joking. Oh, the thing is, god. I quite believe that as well, Rob. Radio like 1. To the... <laughs> yeah, Radio 1 is dire. I can't. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. It's not just the music. It's the, the, the DJs talking about, like what they watched on telly last night or who's going out with who like who cares shut yeah. up play some songs <laughs> song of you so right come on then have a, a song let's pin you down on one song one song if i had to so if, if i had to tell you what you should ask a better question is what would your solheim cup entry song be oh there you go yeah there you go 
What would your soul home cup entry music be then? Oh, God. I'm a genie in the bottom. <laughs> oh, God. First on the D. We're never going to live this down. There's legit not the. No. <laughs> what would your entrance music be? To like. Um... Soul home cup. All right. <laughs> so I. Um, oh, God. Um, it was the song used in the 2014. Euros, maybe. I think it was called like Five Steps to Hell or something like that. Kind of, Emma, you're, you're evading the question. We need an answer because this has got to go on the playlist. No, because if I give you the answer that I want to give, I'm going to be so badly judged by everybody. No, you won't. We, we, we do not judge. I'm judging myself. It well, would not... probably be just because it's one of those that like really makes me want to like jump around. It would be Shakira and Africa. You know, that one that they sang for like, the World Cup. It was really, really naff, but it was like really, really addictive. Great. What? Going up. <laughs> like, <it's crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, if you... <laughs> no, but just like the chorus bit. And then like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I told you you'd judge me for it. No, no. It's each their own, but... <laughs> no, no, no. I can see your face. No. <laughs> Okay, that other question, and Emma, we're getting really sidetracked here. Yeah, yep. very. So most golfers uh, have lots of shit clubs in the back of their garage or shed. Yep. Are you any different? Nope. I have... What's your worst? I, to be fair, I wouldn't say... No, okay, yeah, there is a couple of really bad ones. Um, probably from my beginner set, I got a £99 Dunlop beginner set from Sports Direct when I first started. Nice. And I mean, that is like... Mike Ashley must do so well at a beginner golfers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to be fair, the 60 degree that I got in that set, I kept until last year when I actually lost it and had to replace it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I- I've still got them somewhere. And then I've got like the last two sets that I've used. Um, but now that I've actually got fitted for clubs, it's like every year I want a new set. <laughs> so I'm trying mm. to balance out not spending all that money and wanting to. <laughs> So a Dunlop 60-degree wedge. Yeah. Nice. I have a 64-degree wedge I've got out of Sports Direct as oh a hand-me-down. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful shot to hit a flop shot with. Yeah, I bet. But it doesn't ever get used, ever, <laughs> unless it needs to go up really quickly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it can't be a good bit of Sports Direct, yeah. like, especially for beginners and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty I mean, good I stuff, really. I think I played with. Played with that set for till my handicap got down to what twenty three, mm-hmm. and then then I got some clubs. <laughs> but yeah, did me well. Nice, nice. So Emma, um, on social media, where can people find you? Northern Golfer Girl on my Instagram. I don't really use Twitter, and Facebook I keep private. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's a f- fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, it's been awesome to talk to you, Emma. Oh, it's been good fun. But I now know, I now know, I'm going to go to work tomorrow morning, singing "Genie in a Bottle" and think, singing that bloody Shakira song. It's not "Genie in a Bottle." That's the wrong one. <laughs> you cannot label me as this person. <laughs> no, I know what song it is that I want. What? What is it? So it is a Christina Aguilera song, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's called "Can't Hold Us Down." And it's woman empowering. Is it? Yep. Should we just hang up now? (laughs) 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 No, but that's a lot of secure one. That's the one I would have.
Okay. 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 Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. I'll add that to our Spotify playlist then. That's the one. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, thanks for talking to us yeah, and educating us on Christina Aguilera. I can feel the judgment coming through my screen. <laughs> yeah, it's not because you're a woman golfer. It's not because you're gay. It's your <laughs> horrendous taste in music. <laughs> oh God, I have to go reevaluate my life. <laughs> <laughs> No, so thank you very much, Emma, for joining us. Oh, you're us welcome. <laughs> so that was Emma Martin. Um, lovely chat with her. Um, went really well towards the end until her dubious music taste sort of came into play. Um, I'm, glad you brought, I'm, I'm glad you brought the music taste up. I'm really glad you did because I know Emma's going to be listening. Seriously, Emma. Seriously, Shakira. Seriously. Um, now, nah, Emma was... She's an amazing guest, like such a re- such a nice woman as well. Um, <laughs> if you're in the north of England, please hook her up, you know, with a round of golf or something. Because, man, I think she'd hand up our answer to us, no problem. <laughs> I'm sure she would, yeah. She seems like a pretty handy golfer. Um, so, yeah, was, like, thank you, Emma. And I think that's another, I seem to be saying this a lot, I, I think that's another friend for life we've got on the podcast as well nice um yeah man that's what we want friends for life friends for life that's very yeah. sweet yeah man um and it's just another thing like if you've obviously we talk about a couple of uh interesting topic topics in um emma's chat if you guys have ever like encountered anything that we talked about like, good or bad like let us know we'd be really interested to hear that mm. um, yeah definitely definitely you know, yeah. i'm sure emma would too yeah, she would. So, like, don't forget to drop her a message on the back of this and sort of give her a thumbs up. And just if you've something good or bad has happened to you, like, let us know, let her know. Like, hopefully, if we can do something to help, we will, you know. So, yeah, it's all good. All it's all good. good. One big happy family. Yes, we are. Love is love on all that jazz. Um, so, Rob. Are you playing any golf this week? Um, I want to. I'm just trying to work out whether I can, if you see what I mean. Quite busy. Yeah. I do have next week off on holiday. So I'm Ooh. hoping that will be a day to squeeze in around here, here or there. Going to okay. see my parents for a few days as well. So maybe I'll be able to have one with the old man, which is the your dream. Dad, your dad will sneak you on 12, but I'm sure he will. <laughs> I'm sure he will. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure he will. All right, that's all good then. That's all mm. good. What about you? Are you planning at all? Well, I kind of had my plans scuppered. Uh, oh, I was no. hoping to go out. I was hoping to go out Thursday, but I've had something come up which I can't mm. really avoid. So I need to um, need to go do that. So my round of golf has been scrapped. Well, uh, we should probably acknowledge the absolutely sad inevitability that it's getting dark in the evenings now, and the after work uh, golf on a weekday is becoming. Less and less likely. I know. I love Twilight Golf as well. Yeah. Um, actually, I'll tell you what I might do Thursday. I might actually try and squeeze in a lesson on Thursday night. Nice. Actually, that might be... I have to ring my man up tomorrow and see what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I've got. Golf and plans. Like, a golf and lesson is better than nothing, right? Of course. Yeah. Right. Of course. Um, 
But yeah, like, I, I, was, I was able to get out of play on Saturday as well, but I got on work on Saturday, which is sucks. But never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Um, so if people want to get in touch with us, one, how can they do that? I'm not the email person. You're the email one. <laughs> well, you could have, you could have said the Instagram. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, true. I'll do the Instagram then. Um, on Instagram, we are um, at the average golf, all one word. Uh, that's our only social media we use on Instagram as well. Uh, there you'll find videos of me and Rob swinging golf clubs and uh, pictures of golf courses we played at. You'll get to see Tim. Get to see uh, who's been on the podcast as well, and um, but also there you can contact us. Like if you've got a question you want us to ask on the podcast, um, you know if you know someone who you think would be good to be on the podcast as well, let us know. If you if you've got a, a golf rule actually as well, this would be a good one. If you've got a golf rule you want to um, have a chat about, you know. Send us that in, and then we'll get Blakey to answer it for you on the podcast. Uh, th- yeah, so that's basically if you want to talk to us on, that's the place to do it. Like we do message back people who message us as well and stuff and comments. Um, sorry for the lack of golf content again. It's just me. I never think to get my phone out when I'm playing golf because I'm just enjoying playing golf so much. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm the same. Exactly the same. I don't want to piss off the people I'm playing with as well. Yeah, yeah. So, Rob, if people like to get in contact with us via email, how can they do that? AverageGolfSociety at gmail.com. Um, and nice. same things, really. If you just want to just drop us a message with questions or um, feedback or, you know, um, rules questions, um, same thing. Just drop us an email if you're not on the Instagram. But you really should get on the Instagram because it's... Um, it's a nice community on there. It's such a good community on there. I cannot say anything but good things about the golfing community on there. Um, yeah, that's it for, for me, really, Rob. I've got nothing more interesting to tell you. I just want to say one thing. In last yes, week's podcast, we took the mick out of um, iron covers. And um, we I told you my old man had them. <laughs> right when we played at the weekend i snuck a look in his golf bag and um he didn't have them on and i i actually said to him oh i thought you once had iron colors and he was like now nah, i got rid of them they're rubbish aren't they <laughs> <laughs> all is forgiven <laughs> yeah he still wears the, the towel as a, as a um thing me though as a tail be interested to see if he still does <laughs> <laughs> since the podcast went out he might have changed his ways i hope he has done <laughs> uh, yeah that's another thing I, I hope everyone enjoyed listening to that as much as we did there's a bit of a rant but it was quite a good laugh I really yeah, it's funny that. I like that yeah that's a good one well in that case Rob um, I'm going to go order some iron covers and <laughs> a, new, a new towel uh, yeah so I shall, nice. I shall speak to you later mate I shall speak to you later I'll tell you what I might do Warren for, for a change on our podcast I might play us out with some music would oh, you lovely. like Shakira <laughs> or Heart of Courage, which was my choice? Oh, do you know what, right? I'm going to leave it for you to surprise me during the week when I listen to it. 
I'll do a medley. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Bye, mate. Catch you later. See you later, mate. Bye bye. Africa, jungle.